Sometimes setting annual goals can only get you so far. If you don't have a sense of where you want your life to be in 10 years, there's no guarantee that the goals you're setting now are actually going to take you to the life that you're trying to create for yourself. Well, that's where the brand new Life Focus product comes in. This innovative, gamified life planning system is your 10-year GPS guiding you to the life that you want, not one decided for you, and not one that you just drifted into. Life Focus offers easy, fun, and effective planning with prompt card decks and a step-by-step guide. Also, you can join us for a live virtual event with Michael Hyatt on April 5th and April 6th for real-time guidance as you set the path for your next 10 years. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose, so make sure you pre-order right now for shipping in March 2024. Go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. That's fullfocus.co slash lifefocus right now to pre-order. Don't just dream. Plan your future with Life Focus. All right. I'm here, of course, with Blake and Verbs and you two. I thought it had been a while since we'd done this. I thought that it would be a good time to do a good old-fashioned advice episode. But you are you, are you ready for that? Are you ready to, to put your thinking caps I'm, on? I'm ready for you to give me all the advice you have, Nick. Absolutely. Nope, I need a nope. lot of help. You do not want that for me. <laughs> Just need to stress that. These are questions directly from the Full Focus Planner community. Um, you may have even answered some of them, Blake, already. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, like from the Blake Facebook in there. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to take those. These are real planner users, and we're going to answer them in the show today. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions get the right things done and finally start loving mondays i'm verbs here with mr blake stratton happy monday <laughs> happy I'm monday to you verbs i'm here too hey. oh, excellent as always <laughs> is that nick? wait look over that who who was that the world famous i thought i heard nick, something the podcast producer here with us today also well happy monday to you also nick. happy monday podcast monster that's right that's correct mm-hmm. um the shout out to somebody on the facebook community who uh liked my interview on this show a couple weeks ago so thank you i just saw that this morning so makes, makes an old man feel pretty good <laughs> don't know why i said that that way but today we're answering questions directly from the community we got big brains here let's not waste any more time I'm massaging my brain get warming up you're supposed to do here they say you're supposed to do right here that's what right under the eyes is this where your brain's supposedly <laughs> yeah mind if okay, we well, can do that rub your a... under your eyes uh this <laughs> is from this is from kathy she writes i am a new full focus user welcome I am having trouble getting going in the morning. I wake up at 5 a.m. usually, and I sit in my chair and journal, pray, drink coffee. My goal with my morning routine is to get out of the chair at 5.30 a.m. and change my workout clothes, but I'm having problems keeping that promise to myself. I often procrastinate, and next thing I know, it is 7 a.m., and I haven't started my workout. Then I end up skipping it or whatever. Any tips or troubleshooting? So just to recap, she's getting up. And she's getting in that chair, but then she can't get out of the chair. How can we help, Kathy? Hmm. What do you think, Ferbs? 
Uh, my first initial thought might be maybe she's not giving herself, possibly not giving herself enough time inside that morning, uh, that morning ritual. Mm-hmm. If 30 mm-hmm. minutes is 30 minutes for journaling, um, what is she doing? Coffee, journal and pray. Yep. That's a, that may not be enough time. Maybe if you extend it to 545 to where you can kind of feel mm-hmm. yourself, giving yourself enough time to do all three of those things, uh, maybe you'll feel more finished by the 540 mark. And then that could help you move on to the next segment, hopping into those workout clothes and hitting that workout. That's just my initial thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what your thought is, Blake. I, I had a, a similar thought, which is there's something that Kathy you're getting from that time in the morning and maybe the there's a perception that you're not going to get that from a workout. And so the first thing I would do is just to be honest and assess if it's a spiritual need, if it's a need for solitude, a need to process thinking or feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know I like to process feelings, right? You may actually need more time and that's okay. But let's say, for instance, the important thing is, and I wonder if this is kind of the the driver behind the question is, she's wanting to work out more. She's wanting to develop that as a routine. And so we've mm-hmm. positioned working out as this thing that has to happen at a certain time. And if it doesn't happen by that time, it's just not going to happen, which I can relate to. So... An experiment you might want to try is if the enjoyment or reward of having coffee, let's say, or having the time to journal or to pray or whatever, that part of the morning routine is strong. I I don't know your situation, Kathy, if you have to drive to a gym, if you're just doing a workout at home, but maybe you're up at five, you step outside your house, try to let some of the sunrise into your eyes or something like that, and then you just drink some water and then start doing whatever workout or get into your workout clothes first thing right from then and kind of flip these two Mm -hmm. so that you're doing that, the thing that you have greater resistance towards first, knowing that, hey, when this workout's done, it's cozy time. It's cozy God time with coffee. You know, the thing that I really (laughs) enjoy, right? And you never, I mean, that could actually help for a while, I tried to do like meditation time or prayer time first thing turned into sleep a little bit longer time because mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> you know, and then I, but if I, I started going outside first thing, I started doing a little, to call it a workout would be excessive, but a little movement, a little stretching, that sort of thing, waking up my body and then going into some of that personal thinking time, it actually enhanced that that thinking, praying, spiritual time as well. So maybe give that a shot. And, you know, just to sort of pat Kathy on the back, of all the things to find yourself getting lost in, I do want to say that this is pretty high on the list <laughs> exactly. of things to go, to go yeah. like I'm journaling and praying and just enjoying myself so much that I can't do other stuff. It's not like you're watching Netflix all morning and didn't get to the gym. So yeah, this is a good and- problem to have. <laughs> And that could be part of it is um, until she kind of finds that rhythm of a workout pattern consistently. I know sometimes the thought is, well, if I don't do this first, because I wanted this, I want this to be the best part of my day. Uh, doing the the prayer and meditation part, um, you know, the devotional part. Sometimes it's the thought of if I put something else ahead of that, 
then if I lose anything, I'll lose that spiritual discipline part of it. So again, I think it's Kathy just, you know, interviewing herself, assessing herself and seeing, you know, what could work. But I like Blake's idea as far as, hey, at least when you get up, get your workout clothes on because you're already setting yourself up to transition and it's not an extra step. It's just to flow into it. So. All right. So now our next question comes from Carolina. Starting using my second planner. Congratulations. In my first one, I just wanted to use it and only did weekly previews. I got a new job, so didn't set the annual or quarterly goals until I knew what my life would look like with the change. But now I'm ready to add it in and I am dealing with too many habit goals. So should I turn some of those into achievement goals? And some of the longer-term achievement goals, like work revenue, debt payoff, et cetera, have a due date, but really take habits to get there. So how do I dwindle it down to focus on just three things at a time? Or should I not worry about the annual goals at this point and just look at the quarter so I don't feel as overwhelmed? Aha. Aha. <laughs> no. Um, I think her last sentence may be um, one of the ingredients to her solution. I want to say the yes. one the thing that I the reason I picked this out is I, that question around my achievement goals are really habit goals. So how do I structure this so I don't have just three habit goals? I thought was an interesting question. Yeah, I was going to say I think one of her last line of her question maybe part of the solution is instead of on quarter. So she's on a second planner, which should mean she's on their second quarter of using a planner, um, and then going straight to the weekly previews, which is a good place to start. In my opinion, we always call it the secret sauce, the secret sauce here. But I think uh, instead of focusing on those 12 months, just boil it down to what do I need to accomplish for that quarter, figuring out what those achievement goals are, and then develop those milestones to help get to that achievement goal, which may look like the habit goal. But uh, Blake, I know you deal with this quite often um, on a business level. So interested to hear your, your input on that too. Yeah. The good news is it sounds like you have an awareness of what actions will be necessary to achieve. If it's a dollar figure, if it's a, some sort of reality that you're going after that we'd form into an achievement goal. That's actually great. <laughs> to me, the value of an achievement goal is I know what the outcome is that I want, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure how to get there. I'm still figuring it out. I've been, maybe never gone this big before. Or I've never gone in this direction before, or you know, I'm trying something different. But I know the outcome is this. I'm not married to the path. In fact, I'm open to learning about the path as I go. That to me is when I leverage achievement goals. But if I know that I'm really trying to develop a certain lifestyle. Or if I know that the way to get this achievement goal is really to be doing these habits every day. You know, the previous question was about exercise. So maybe you have an achievement goal to feel healthier, to be healthier. It's, it's The specifics of it are less important. You just know you want to be healthier. Okay, great. That's a habit goal, right? I'm going to work out a little bit every morning or whatever it is. So to me, I don't personally see any problem if you have clarity energy excitement the smarter framework in play i don't see any problem stacking the quarter with 
you know, a few habit goals that you're really dialed in on focus and focused on. I don't think you need to have an achievement goal because of some kind of diversity. All goals are about you creating a reality that you love to live in, that you feel proud of, excited about. So I wouldn't uh, give too much, uh, I guess, worry about that, Carolina. I would go with, hey, I have clarity on what it takes to get there. Lean into it, lean into it and, and develop those habits. I know that Michael is prone to talk about the idea of installing habits is like, mm-hmm. and, and I think that there is some element that he says that you don't want to install too much at once. But to your point, Blake, if I'm hearing you correctly, if you've got the goal structured and if you're excited about it, it seems like there would be no reason to just go. That's what I was going to add as well is just, you know, make it a good practice of running through that smarter um, acronym to make sure that even the habit goal is is fitting nicely into there because it may not be something that you want to raise to the level of a goal necessarily if it falls short in those smarter framework areas. All right, this next question comes from Allah, and this is actually specifically to Blake, who oh asked my. on episode 123, think back. Think okay, back. hang on. <laughs> Got it. Here you go. Go back to of this. the podcast. You mentioned mm, an I need to massage my face before this one, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> you mentioned an app on your phone that automatically plays your guided workday startup out loud. What app is this? I would love to set my wake up alarm to pre-recorded affirmations. Okay, great. So two, I think she may actually be referencing two different apps that I've mentioned. But are they both in episode 123? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... I'll say I'll, it sounds like she's wanting to, so there's two different things, right? There's what's happening in my startup my, or my morning ritual. What are those steps? And then there's, am I listening to affirmations? And so I know that in episode 123, <laughs> I was definitely talking about at least listening to affirmations that I had pre-recorded. So I use an app to listen to podcasts that I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is definitively the best podcast listening app. Oh, I'm okay. Now you got my attention now. I'm saying it. Okay. I've said it. You know what? People, the haters are going to cancel me, you know, probably for this. No, I'm just kidding. No one cares about podcast apps. Um, (laughs) I do. (laughs) uh, I'll use an app called pocket casts. Mm. Okay. So I have an iPhone. I think they have an Android app as well, but Pocket Cast, I pay for the premium, which is like $1.50 a month. But one of the many excellent features of Pocket Casts is that you can import your own files and listen to them with the same level of ease and control that you would listen to any podcast, which is quite a bit in this app. So I like I like it for that reason. And so I just recorded myself. When I first did this, uh, I just talked into my iPhone and then I shared that file. I, I brought it into the you, you know, hit the little share button, send it to Pocket Casts, boom, there it was. So that's what I use for that. The app that maybe she's also mm-hmm. or, or kind of connected to that is one we've mentioned on here uh, called Routinery. Routinery, just like the word routine, R-Y. And I don't use this every day. I use this typically at the beginning of the quarters or whenever I've recently changed or adjusted my workday shutdown or startup or morning ritual. Uh, and I use it until those steps are kind of baked in and I don't think about them anymore. 
but it's simply, it's exactly what it sounds. You type in the different activities you want your routine, your estimated time for those, you hit play, it, it'll send you a little reminder, hey, it's time to do your workday startup. You hit play and it guides you through so that you, you do all the steps that you had wanted to do. Hey, Marissa, I got a quick question for you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, what are you doing with your life? Okay, whoa. <laughs> Very intense question. What do you it's mean? It's a quick question. It's a quick question. Just what do you do with your life? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing? Do you know who you are? Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I didn't a couple of months ago, but I actually do now. Oh, what, why didn't you have anything beforehand? Well, because I, first of all, didn't even know I needed to have any kind of a plan. And I frankly didn't know where to start. And I don't know. I've heard people talk about life planning and they always said that you had to write your eulogy, which felt very dark and grim and I don't know, Victorian. <laughs> so I said no. So yeah, I, I was just not interested previously. <laughs> but now you do have one. Now you have a plan. Now you actually know who you are. Congratulations. Why ah, is that? Thank you. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and it's all thanks to actually our brand new product called Life Focus, which is a very um, fun, gamified life planning system that we've created to actually help you create a 10-year plan for your life. You can kind of think of it as a 10-year GPS, which is amazing. Yeah, I love how it's just focused on the 10 years versus a lot of life planning focuses on like your legacy or 50 years, 80 years from now. And I'm like, sometimes I don't even know what I want for lunch, let alone 50 years from now. Right. So this, the simple fact that we could think about 10 years out is very tangible to me. Well, and what I love too is that Life Focus is super easy, it's fun, and it's really effective. Anybody can do it. We've actually created an entire kit that has multiple card decks where you go through and you're able to select your personal mission, your values, and then go through all of your nine life domains and figure out what you want in each of those. So it's kind of like a fill-in-the-blank, paint-by-numbers style of life planning. We've taken all the guesswork out, and we're actually actually going to be hosting Ken our yeah. live event that's coming up in April which is going to be amazing my dad Michael Hyatt is going to be the one teaching and we can't wait that is going to be fantastic and the best part is that you get to enjoy our 30-day money-back guarantee if you're like you know what I'm not sure if this is the right thing for me but I guarantee you that most of you are going to do it and when you put that work into it you're going to love it and realize wow I now have a mission for my life. I now know who I am and I now have clear goals 10 years out on what I want to do. This product is going to be revolutionary for your life. Absolutely. Well, we would love to have you join us at Life Focus Live this April. Um, and if not, we also have a course and you can get the kit just by itself. So go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus for more info. All right. This next question comes from Jessica. She asks, what are some ideas for what to do with old planners? I started mm. using the planner in 2018 and have collected quite a few. I mean, that's what? Like 20 planners. 
I thought about tearing the annual goal sheets out to keep and reflect on and recycling the rest of the books. Any other oh, that's ideas? That's very cool. That is a cool idea. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm open to hear whatever the advice is on this one as well. <laughs> what do we do with those of, I've, I've, planners I have from a yesteryear. stack of old planners in my closet right now. Yeah, I, li- I like that idea of, of taking the annual goals out of it. I, I think that's really cool. I wish that I had done something like that with my old planners. Most of my journaling is done in digital format. So that's sort of the form of posterity and remembrance that I have of mm-hmm. how I've journeyed. If you all have listened to this for a little while, you know, kind of my story, even with the planner was hard because it's, it's paper and I don't like having a lot of paper around, but I still use this because it's so valuable, increasingly so for my brain. So I, but I, when I'm done with the planner, <laughs> I'm not helping anybody. I'm not helping the environment. I'm not helping myself. I, I just, I wish podcast community share in in the community what you do but i i honestly i just toss mine so i like the idea of doing something more creative with it like the annual goal specifically i guess because to me i didn't even think about that i just thought of hey i don't need to know what i did the day of oh we recorded podcast 123 that thursday um (laughs) i just am like oh no it's done you know lessons that i've learned in the weekly preview i tend to store in uh digitally i try to record those things so there's not a lot of utility in keeping my old to-do lists but keeping like remembering what your old goals were and what you were in pursuit of i like that a lot yeah i think that the the annual goal tear out is is brilliant that's you make some kind of collage you do honestly again this is this is showing my cards in terms of i don't like to keep a lot of physical paper or that type of thing around partly because I'm afraid of, of losing. If it's valuable to me, I, I like want to make, you know, an infinite number of cloud stored copies. At the very least, I would scan, take pictures, you know, bring in to digital sure. format what you want to keep from your planner and, and keep it in a, a notes app or something like that. Yeah. Um, the annual goals, like I'm already thinking, I think well, I want to do this. I, I use Notion for all of my digital reference material, coaching notes, things like that. Uh, I think I'm going to take a cue from this and maybe, well, I guess most of them are in the trash, but I've got a couple <laughs> old ones in my closet still, I think. Yeah. I, I'm like, I want to go back through and scan those in. So I have like an annual, like old annual goals section where I can just kind of scan through. That'd be cool. Now, this actually is uh, a tip from the community that I thought was really interesting and is connecting to this very very nicely. Michael said that he just switched to the loose leaf version of the planner and it's great. I get to scan my pages and send to my virtual assistant a huge plus. So there, there it is right there. Yeah, if you've got the cool. loose leaf, you pop it open, you got your goal pages, you can just run it auto through the feeder of the scanner Boom. and you're done. All right. Let's do one more question. Uh, you guys have been very helpful. Uh, remember, you should be in the Full Focus Planner community just to talk to other. There's all kinds of answers from other planner users to these questions that are there and wonderful. Genuinely smarter answers than many that I've given you today. I can confirm that. And well, creative. this last question is from Jonathan. He writes, hey, folks, I'm curious for some of your thoughts here. How do you approach a quarter 
when you're basically halfway through and life throws all of your quarterly goals in the air? Do you do a full reset at that point? How have you handled it? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but if you flip to the back of your planner towards the end, you get um, some added notes pages and an index. And right there behind the index is an eject button where you can just hit, you hit the button and then you just completely fly out of the quarter. Uh, and hopefully you land softly somewhere with, a with parachute. Uh, yeah. less stress than where you found yeah, yourself. The planner turns into your parachute. You like hold on. It to does. The yeah. Cover <laughs> and you just like glide down. <laughs> there's a lot of people are very mad at me. They're like, oh, there's a feature I don't know about. And now they're just upset. I'm sorry. I, I, I felt that. I was like, what's he going to say? Is he making a rolling quarters joke? That's up front, but it's not there anymore. So first and foremost, Jonathan, you are in very good company. Welcome to life. This is, I can confirm verbs, Nick, this has happened to you guys, right? Absolutely. You start your quarter. Oh, here's my goals. Here's my things. And then life just completely turns yes. upside down. Plans change. Things happen. It's very, very common. So mm-hmm. Before even figuring out the how or what to do next, know that you haven't done anything wrong. It's not a sign that you can't hit your goals or design life in a way that you want to go. And I would even argue that, you know, I, I found I find this belief to be empowering that life is happening for us. It's it's not just happening to us as a thing we have to resist or force or change or bend in order to try to eke out something close to what we want, but rather things will happen. And even if we can't see it right now, it can actually benefit us in amazing ways if we perceive it that way. So first and foremost, have a good cry, Uh, (laughs) feel your feelings, and then we can get to work. So uh, Verbs, any thoughts for what Jonathan how, how we could look at his goals now? Yeah, I think I think that's a great question. Um, similar to kind of what we would what we would advise, you know, in, in the span of a year, about six months in, you kind of hit that messy middle. And uh, like like Blake was saying, it's important to just take a moment. Um, maybe there's some things that are salvageable. Maybe there's some things that just need to be postponed. Maybe there's some things that need to be abandoned altogether for this time or this season in life. But if you're able to take a moment out of the step away from just the overwhelming feeling of just life hitting you at a, at a different speed right now, but just take a moment again, whatever you need to do to, to, if it's a good cry, if it's sitting down with a friend um, and just saying, Hey, here's what I got. I need an extra set of eyes and an extra heart to examine what I was looking to accomplish before these things began. And, um, and just figure out where, just where you're at. Um, there is no shame in having to postpone something. There's no shame in having to abandon some things that, you feel are abandonable, abandonable, abandonable. Yeah. Just terrible. Things. Yeah. Just it, they're snowmen. So you can step <laughs> away from those snowmen, but yeah, just, just, just a real genuine, authentic self-reflection on what's possible in this moment. And then how can I make the best of it going forward? The thing that we probably are tempted to do is because we have all those goals that we're feeling we have to step away from in the middle of the quarter is, uh, is to abandon the actual planner when, um, in reality, that could actually be a thing to help you get back on track as you move forward and once you kind of reassess where everything is. Yeah. You may want to consider with each goal that you wrote down that's now feels like it's unachievable or difficult or changed. If you spent time in the goal detail pages, return to that and dive deeper into the why. Why did I set this goal? 
What was I hoping for? Who was I hoping to become? What, what is the reality that I'm really driving towards? Why is that so important to me? And then you can ask yourself, how is the changing landscape of my life right now? How could that continue to serve those ends? Not the end of the specific goal, but the why that was driving it. So for instance, you have a financial goal, right? But then you get, you, you lose your job, you get let go. Okay, great. Well, now this is all in the air and I don't have the planned income and this is going to be so different. Well, the why behind the financial goal was maybe, you know, I wanted to be able to have, you know, more time with my family and not worry so much about bills or something like that. Well, how could losing this job actually be preparing you or serving you towards those same ends? Mm. So that I think is a good thought exercise when you consider how do I maybe want to reshape my goals or let go of my goals, or at the very least take heart in the midst of unexpected circumstances. But in terms of the planner and the system, the goals are tools there to serve you. If they are not serving you anymore, change them, get rid of them, revise them. It doesn't matter if it's two weeks into the quarter or one week left in the year, (laughs) like they're there to serve you, right? So by all means, return to the why and then reformat your goals from there. And last thing I'll tag on that is just remembering that question that I feel is so important, even when we're thinking about our goals, whether it's in the beginning of the year, midway through the year, is what of these what are these goals that I set will help me become who I want to become by the end of the quarter, by the end of the year, whatever that looks mm. like for you. But which yeah, goals are going to help question. me uh, become who I saw myself being by the end of this time frame? And, um, you know, the other stuff, it could be abandoned if it's a financial goal. Or you can look at it in a different way and reimagine it. But what goals that are attached to who you want to become going forward? And is there still leeway there for you to uh, to, to tackle those? All right. Well, thank you so much, Verbs and Blake. This was, of course, always fun. It makes me feel good to know that uh, I'm not the only one who has questions about how to use the planner. I know what I'm going to do with these old planners now. That's very exciting. I'm going to burn them out back. That's the takeaway from this. <laughs> Right? That's what we're doing. I'm, I'm going to yeah. cut out the gold pit and I'm going to just like fire pit. have a ritual out back. Full focus fire pit. If you want to have answers to your questions. Full focus fire. <laughs> there's an April 1st joke. Um, if you want to have uh, answers to your own questions, then definitely join the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook and talk to all kinds of cool people, including Blake and Verbs. And that's it, Verbs. Can we wrap this up? Thank you for listening to another episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, says all the people I paid $20 to tell me that. You should not spend your money on that, Blake. <laughs> it that helps is not me. a good use. Okay. It helps okay. me. <laughs> it's in my recorded affirmations in the morning. <laughs> it is, Verbs, the most productive podcast on the internet. So <laughs> join us next week. We will be back with another great episode, but until then, stay stay focused. focused. Sometimes setting annual goals can only get you so far. If you don't have a sense of where you want your life to be in 10 years, there's no guarantee that the goals you're setting now are actually going to take you to the life that you're trying to create for yourself. Well, That's where the brand new Life Focus product comes in. 
This innovative, gamified life planning system is your 10-year GPS, guiding you to the life that you want, not one decided for you, and not one that you just drifted into. Life Focus offers easy, fun, and effective planning with prompt card decks and a step-by-step guide. Also, you can join us for a live virtual event with Michael Hyatt on April 5th and April 6th for real-time guidance as you set the path for your next 10 years. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose, so make sure you pre-order right now for shipping in March 2024. Go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. That's fullfocus.co slash lifefocus right now to pre-order. Don't just dream, plan your future with Life Focus.